Well, 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 you've returned for another episode of Cozy with Leah, and I applaud you for that. So welcome to Cozy with Leah episode four. So if you're watching me on YouTube, you might notice the scenery has been scoped. I'm, I'm not on the couch. And for some reason, I just wanted to do it from the counter today. Now, I will be back on the couch next week, but I just want to try something different. And so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And I've got a great topic, I think, for this week, which leads me to one of the reasons why I did it with Black History Month in mind. Happy Black History Month to everybody. And then also, um, happy early Valentine's Day. And Valentine's Day, I will say, I used to be a former hater of Valentine's Day because I was bitter. And I think society kind of shaped this perceptive perception of women who are single to being lonely and bitter and whatever. So I guess bitter wasn't a good word, but that's how I felt. And that I always felt like being a hater was cute. And I realized that Valentine's Day is such a beautiful thing. Even seeing other people in relationships, I think that's such a beautiful thing for me to see. Um, but also, it's a time for me to be able to recognize the love that I have already in my life. That's not in necessarily in a romantic way. But like my familial relationships, my platonic, my friends, my loving, my environment, and things like that. Things that I'm grateful for. I think February offers such a sense of gratitude, especially with it being Black History Month, me being able to reflect on the things that my community has experienced and what we've been able to prosper um, from, and also how we've been able to proceed and continue to have each other. And we're not always perfect, but that's not the point. And I think the point of this month is to celebrate what we have done and what we continue to do. And also educate. So if you don't know much about Black History or you want to know more, I encourage you to educate yourself and take this time in February to ask questions and get to know certain black pioneers who have created such a different culture around how the image of black people was in this country and other countries as well. And, you know, understand the community itself. So, yeah. Now, for the topic for today, embracing singleness. This comes from my topic reference for this week is a TikTok where there's a couple in a car and they basically were, I don't know, they were just, I think they were just hanging out and it was a straight couple. And so the girl was recording the guy and was like saying, kind of calling him out and basically saying, oh, like he didn't take the plastic cover off his car radio. Now she turned the car, she turned the camera to the car and the video was showing a car radio that had a plastic cover over it. It looked like a cover to me, but as the boyfriend kind of responded to that, he made it known that that wasn't a plastic cover and it actually was the screen to the car radio. It was an older car, so I understand the confusion, but there was definitely like a little bit of embarrassment. <laughs> I definitely was embarrassed for her. I but also get embarrassed for like everything. I get the ick a lot. I get embarrassed a lot for other people. So I was like, oh God, like be so for real. It's so embarrassed unless you recorded it. Uh, whatever. But a lot of people in the comments, like some people were just reacting just like I was, but a lot of people were really negative about it and actually were shocked that he didn't like hurt her, which I, I understand like times are tough and like 
replacing that part probably might have cost some money because you know the economy is garbage but punching her kicking her out of the car making her walk in the rain like all that stuff is crazy like that's crazy and I think I would definitely view that as an overreaction, but he didn't have that approach. He was very calm, actually. And people commented on that, too, saying, oh, like, he's so calm. Like, how? And I think it reminds me of, like, my favorite Bible verse, 1 Corinthians 3 and 4, where it says, love is patient, love is kind. And I would take a TikTok that's so simple like this and make it, like, a whole episode of my podcast. <laughs> but that's the whole point. <clears throat> it's to look deeper than what surface value um, we're given and stuff like this and, like, social media and different forms of media and so I think out of that I was able to recognize those people who wanted to exhibit violence in the situation maybe I made me realize that not everyone's ready for a relationship I think the aspects that social media popularizes on with relationships is not always the bulk of a relationship and even then in context to whatever relationship you're talking about that could be the most minuscule part because the bad outweighs the good sometimes and Social media has had such a presence and influence on how we view relationships without looking at like the nitty gritty stuff when it comes to disagreements and how we, in the same sense, follow an algorithm that shows us that relationships are so beautiful and you want to be in one, don't you? Versus that and like reacting a certain way. And like, I just thought it was interesting that people were like, why didn't you punch her? And it was literally over a mistake she made. And so... I think it made me reflect on like why I'm not in a relationship because people like that and I'm not closing myself off to like those opportunities but I think I've been able to reflect because I don't know maybe I could have if this would have happened to me or something like that what if I was the girl in that position and like if my partner did think that way because I did have partners that did think that way and that cussing and yelling was a good option compared to having a conversation And I think of, like, why I've been able to reflect on a lot of that while being able to enjoy my time not in a relationship. And so today, I just want to take four different reasons of why I embrace being single so much. And these points are, like, going to tie into, like, singleness in general and, like, a lot of differentiations that I have. Um, So the first one being healing from hurt is very important. And I would say the first two points honestly tie into last week's episode or two weeks ago. Um, healing is hard, which is episode three. And recognizing that <sighs> my experiences with dating were garbage. Let's just be very blunt about it. I think it's very easy to view relationships as something that was a lesson. But just because it was a lesson doesn't mean it wasn't a negative lesson like it was a negative experience and I did not enjoy it but I it was a it was a lesson nonetheless but it was still bad and I continued to have the same lessons over and over and over because I wasn't taking time to actually heal from the hurt that I experienced and that's difficult that's very difficult because you don't when you don't take time to stop the cycle and say what's wrong what's going wrong what's what's happening and like why is it me is it them is it us like what what is it and I do believe that we will continue to go through the same lessons different font type of deal in relation to how we experience those toxic and negative environments because 
also it's a lot easier for us to move on compared to actually acknowledge the hurt and make and do some work in there because most times all all bets will point to breaking up with them and I used to be that person where it was I was kind of blind and you have these blinders on when like things like love and other relationships come into the picture you allow these blinders sometimes to cover like your behavior or someone else's behavior because you think you're doing it in the sake of love. And I think for me, I don't believe in struggle love. I've never believed in struggle love. I don't believe that I have to struggle to experience the good things that come with a relationship. And also, only those good things. I don't think that I'm immune from conflict, but I think in the certain context of the conflict that I think are okay for a relationship, compared to like hitting your girlfriend because she accidentally broke something and made a mistake. You know? Like, which goes back to the, the TikTok video. And <coughs> being able to have the strength, excuse me, by the way, that if it's reminiscent of my past relationships, that it's, it can't proceed. Like, I got to cut that off because who else is going to if I don't? I have to be able to tell myself, like, I have to say, Aaliyah, you are done. This is not okay. Because if I don't, my friends can't make me. They can do it themselves, but I'm really even, even if they take my phone FaceTime my partner and say, hey, she's breaking up with you. In reality, am I really breaking up with them? Because I didn't make the choice to do it. There's so much more damage that's done in that type of situation compared to taking time to reflect and like, is this the type of relationship I actually want to be in or is it just what I think is convenient for me? And evaluating and actually executing what you learn. Which goes into the second point, knowing you and your boundaries. I believe... A lot of times we put our boundaries on the back burner for people who do not deserve us because we're scared of being alone. I'm going to repeat that. A lot of times we put our boundaries on the back burners for people who don't deserve us because we don't want to be alone. But, but my question I always pose is why don't we want to be alone? Why can't we be on without a relationship? And it's because we feel like there's like a correlation with being single and being lonely, being single and being, you know? And I think being alone doesn't have to equate to being single. I think there's so many things that keep us busy and what makes us feel alone is ourselves. We make ourselves feel alone because of our perception of how people view us, because of our perception of our own self and how we feel like we fit into the world when you don't have, when you, especially when you can't find your purpose. A lot of times, that's a easy way for you to be on a one-way train ride to constantly feeling critical of yourself and feeling like, oh well, I don't deserve this. I don't th- this and that, you know. And <clears throat> I think being able to recognize that I am allowed to have not allowed, I have a right to my boundaries. I want to know who I am before I share myself with someone else. Same thing with someone else. I want to know how to treat my partner. I would expect them to know who they are so I can be a good partner to them. Because it's probably kind of stressful, even in not a bad relationship, but in just a situation where maybe you're not ready. If you don't know yourself, how are you going to tell them what kind of boundaries they can and can't cross? They don't know. They don't know you. They're trying to get to know you. Maybe they have gotten to know you enough, but sometimes it can be very confusing. And 
it's not necessarily saying that you have to be the one to constantly do that because there's a difference between being consistent with the way that you communicate your boundaries and making sure that you're making them aware of the things that make you upset maybe when it comes up or like being intentional about it compared to just every little thing because then at that point you have to really recognize well do I need to be in a relationship maybe this isn't for me and I want to also reject this idea that people who are struggling don't deserve love that's not true but it's at the timing is is the point sometimes we think that because something's not working out that it means we don't deserve it but that's not true it's just this person or maybe this point in time in this season of your life it's not meant for you and you need to go back to the drawing board and do that work and understand who you are knowing when you have to cut something off knowing when you have to stand on your boundaries and knowing when you have to expect certain things out of your partner rather than ask certain things out of your partner because there is a difference there's things that you should be able to expect out of an adult compared to and not just an adult an adult who is also your partner and then also something that you have you should ask for because they're not mind readers communication is a really big part of a successful relationship so being able to say "Mm, i want this thing but they don't know that don't just "Mm, i'm gonna try to read your mind i'm gonna no that's not gonna work you have to talk to them because talking is a part of life you have to talk or communicate communicate is a better word because talking is not something that i think communicative adjectives are more inclusive so saying communication because the way we communicate might not be with words but communicating in a way that's effective for the person you're talking to and then also being able to hold them accountable when you have that platform of okay this is not what i want i want this i want this i want that this is who i am this is what i expect once you do that then you got to follow up with the accountability piece i'm holding you accountable because i told you this already multiple times the fact that you even had to say it multiple times and that's something that maybe is one of those things that you don't ask for that's when you have to know okay i this is starting to sound like that one relationship with uh so and so so i gotta cut this off but when you have those two pieces you're able to really dig into who you are and what you want in a partner which leads me to an example of my own where also the third point lies of knowing your needs and wants when it comes to meeting a partner and in mine it's dating to get married and i'm a i'm a christian woman also a black christian woman there's a lot of different things that i come into contact with that are kind of obstacles to date and that might be spiritual things that i need to come in contact with and i need to work on there might be things that uh, as being a black person a black woman that make it difficult to date especially when you are in a town that maybe doesn't accept that or maybe there's some part of you that they don't want but they want the other parts i'm a whole being and so as a christian woman i think it's important for me to emphasize my needs and wants in that date in wanting to date to get married because <clears throat> we live in a kind of a society where marriage has different definitions for certain people for different groups of people the way that i emphasize marriage is based on my faith and also my own morals of how the importance of marriage pertains to me 
But some people, their worldview of what marriage looks like for them is different. And I mean, there's also a lot of history understanding what marriage was. Sometimes marriage was a beautiful thing for some people. And sometimes marriage was not. Sometimes marriage is forced on people. Sometimes marriage is, is a means of financial needs. And I think of like um, people who sell their daughters to a, another man for marriage for a certain aspect. There's different levels of understanding what marriage looks like. Some that is understandable and some that is not. And even that even ties into like the perspective of divorce and like whether that's okay. There's a lot, especially in faith, a lot of people, especially I was speaking for Christianity. It's not really, a, sometimes people forget that if there was a, if there wasn't a, if God didn't want that person to be out of that relationship, they wouldn't be. I think a lot of people have viewed divorce as like a negative thing, but sometimes they don't realize that that divorce was the key to finding God. Maybe because that marriage pulled you out of God. And <clears throat> that happens a lot. And so being able to understand, again, that importance of what marriage means to me in my faith and my morals and my values. I want that reciprocated in my relationships in the future. In all of them. But more importantly, a relationship with a romantic partner. I actually think of the quote I I just saw this on TikTok a couple days ago and I shared it with like a lot of my friends and it just kind of hit me like and I downloaded it and the picture from TikTok and so the quote is from Maya Angelou and it goes a woman's heart should be so hidden in God that a man must seek him as in God to find just to find her and I think that's such a beautiful thing and it's representative of who I want to be. And I would have never been able to figure that out if I was chasing after relationships that I didn't want when the only person I've chased after is my creator. And so, and that's me, that's what's best for me. And knowing that I was chasing after people less, more than I was chasing after the person who is going to find my, you know, my ideal partner and my life partner, it, it's sad because it also is based in trauma. Like, it's not just like, you know, I, I want to be in a relationship and I have a right to, because everyone, you're allowed to want to be in a relationship. But when you put the people who have supported you and pushed you through all of the stuff that you've been through and you put them to the side for someone that might be just as temporary, it's not fair. It also ends up not being fair because that person and there's nothing that person that was in your life for that reason and to support you and do that. Hopefully that they have the understanding to not like just leave you astray because they understand that maybe you're not really understanding. And I know I recognize myself as that friend where I I have been like tossed to the side kind of. And that's understandable because some people don't really understand how they're how everything kind of operates together and that's when that's why the evaluating in embracing that singleness because you have time to be with yourself and understand who you are and understand who you need to be and what you want to strive for 
and how maybe it pertains to your romantic partners, your friends, your other love like relationships, and which actually goes into my next point. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Um, love is not only existent in romantic relationships, and that needs to be understood because the way that we feel love is so intertwined in everything that we are doing it's so true and we don't even realize that it's not from the stereotypical love or the you know the valentine's day stereotype type of love that's not it at all there's platonic love with your friends familial with your family self-love within yourself loving nature your purpose and spiritual love being able to love you know um god is for me that that's a spiritual love and i think being able to look at my future in context of who my current love loved ones and my current support system is is exciting for me of course you know adulting is scary and i'm nervous to do that but knowing that i have the support system i have on my side it makes me feel like i can achieve anything I want to and would like to and that's something that I think is my foundation and it is the foundation parts of who I am and I think being able to go for something in the future and have all those foundational relationships my friends my family my purpose my goals my life goals my job and everything like that and my future job Taking those things and those aspirations and those those supports and moving it into the future, I think a lot of times we try to add that in when it's not really, there's not room for that. And the reason that you're moving into a different space is because you want to have room for those additional things, which is the romantic aspect. And for me, I think the that's what I view it as. I'm taking my foundation and the people who have supported me and those parts that have supported my growth into the future with me because those are the things that are going to support the additions in my life, like a new a partner. And I think a lot of times when we try to do that too early, we prevent ourselves from making room in the future. And then you're overexerted, you're tired, exhausted, maybe not ready, and you're trying to juggle it all at once and you're all at that point of adulthood where maybe you're managing more than you were before. And that's hard. And I know for me, I've always done that. Where like I've always tried to like, oh, I need to get married now and I need to find my college sweetheart. I need to find my high school sweetheart. But like maybe my partner isn't my high school or college sweetheart. And if he is, then, you know, what do you do? That's great. But the timeline is not important to me. The quality is better than the quantity. And I don't want to live my life with a timeline. It's another thing our generation does. We put timelines on everything. And I don't understand that. Because we always complain about not having enough time and not having to do this. But then we create this idea of, you know, we don't have a lot of time to do stuff. But in reality, we do. And I I do recognize it's not just our generation. A lot of people put their opinions and ideas into what they think that our generation should achieve by a certain time and we've just adapted that same mentality but 
we've got a chance to kind of think for ourselves. I think Gen Z has placed a different marker on what marriage looks like and what how old we have to be to do that. If we want to have kids, can we like, you know, start starting at certain points and ending at a certain point? People feel like you have to go through the whole nine yards and sometimes you don't. I recognize that if I get married, I might not have kids. And that's okay. I might say I want kids now, but in reality, I might give my partner and say, you know what? I want to enjoy life with just you and me. And they might be okay with that. And that's okay. I might end up being just a parent. And knowing that that caretaker ability that I have in my life is something that's more important than a partner. And there are different tracks that I could take that and like different, you know, outcomes. But the point is, we think that we know everything that's going to happen in the future. In reality, we're preparing for what we find out about our future and trying to be as prepared as possible can be stressful because we feel it's like the same thing when like you're packing for an important trip. You're like, oh, well, I might need this. I might need that. I might need that. Like packing for college, even like your first year, you think you, oh, what if you need this? What if you need that? What if you need this? And we don't realize that we're overstuffing bags. We're over, overpacking. And when you do that, you leave yourself no opportunity to really, really reflect and really understand like, how does this, how is this really going to apply to me? How is this in context for who I am and what kind of relationship I want to have? Am I just doing it because this person says I might or because this person gives advice on what they think and I feel like I have to fall in that category because I'm also looking at that track? I don't think so. I think we've gotten in such a hard time, a hard habit of like not thinking for ourselves and, you know, in the Pixar didn't happen type of mentality and like we continue to put ourselves in a place where, you know, well, I'm going to do this and then. I'm going to do that because TikTok told me. But in reality, what if we didn't have TikTok? What would you do? Like, we can't use that as a guidebook because life is, that's not what it's built for. It's not what your life is built for. And the reason I say all of those points is because being single has helped me realize all of that. Not just, you know, saying that being single for me <coughs> is the same thing that's going to be single for everybody. Some people I know have experienced these things while they were dating their current partner. Some people have experienced it while they're in divorce. Some people have experienced it while having their first child. And I think being able to take those things and apply it to where we are in our lives and where we learn those lessons, it's the lessons that are important. But I know that embracing singleness is something that has not always been societally accepted. Because viewing women a certain way for being single has been like, you know, it's part of the patriarchal structure. And I, of course, I would bring up the patriarchy yet again. But <clears throat> the point is that we don't have to conform to that. We think for ourselves. I can be single for as long as I want. But I know that I'm built for marriage. And being built is different. Being built for something is different than being ready for it. Which goes into my next point. Um, so what I mean by that, well, I guess it's not the, the next point, but my wrap-up point. What I mean by being built for it but not ready for it, 
since I'm the analogy queen, I think of like a building, you know, if they're building a new Jalisco's across the street from University of Mount Union. And they build the structure of the, of the restaurant. They have no furniture. They have no, you know, bar. They have no booth, nothing. I don't know about you, but I'm just because it's built for that doesn't mean if it doesn't have the components that make it a restaurant, I'm not going. And it's the same thing. We can be built. We can recognize that the structure of who we are is ready for that. But we don't have to always necessarily be ready. I know that the parts of who I am, who I've been raised to be, my heart is built for that type of relationship. But I'm not ready yet. And I'm okay with that. Because I've had such a fun time embracing my relationships that I have now that singleness has led me to believe. And knowing that a lot of my trauma has been based in other people, it's good for me to be alone. Single. And I say that because even my self-esteem, which honestly is linked a lot into our relationships, like insecurity and like stuff like that, saying, oh, this man said that I was cute, so I think I'm cute. Or this teacher said I'm smart, so I'm smart. But I didn't have to listen to those people tell me that or get validation from them to believe that. And like, I shouldn't have, I, I guess the point is I shouldn't have had to. I shouldn't have to look at someone else validating me to validate my own self. Even though, unfortunately, that's how society runs sometimes. And some people are, you know, pros and they're champs at not having to look at other people to have self high self-esteem. But for me, I struggle with that. And so being able to get through as much hurt as I went through and not force myself in another situation, I was like, hmm, well, what? what do I want and knowing that I wanted a relationship actually pushed me to be more single and I think it might be the opposite for some people some people might be in a relationship all the time and then they kind of embrace being single for a little bit and they realize huh knowing who I am I like to do this I like to do that I can't really be in a relationship and that's okay that's the whole point it's a process and I've enjoyed the process. It's been hard. Let's let's let be honest cuz I'm I am someone who has been refraining from like intentionally dating and organic dating and talking and getting people's numbers, Snapchat's going on dates and stuff like that because of where I am. And that's okay. And it seems like a lonely time to turn down people or like maybe not pursue someone. But in reality, I don't equate singleness to loneliness. I have great friends who have been such rocks in my life and I have a, I'm fortunate enough to be born into a side of my family that has supported me through a lot and not everything has been peachy keen with all the things I've been through but having the support systems I have now has been the reasons why I'm still alive today like not to be that person but to be that I'm gonna be that person and that's 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 part of my story and being able to even make this episode is like showing a lot of my growth. I think a friend, not a friend, I said a friend, as I'm, I meant me. Me, like when I was in high school, if I was listening to a podcast and no, and it was me in the future saying all this, I would be scared. Like, 
you're going to ruin it. I'm not going to ever be in a relationship because you enjoy being single. But <clears throat> when you enjoy being single, you take relationships more serious. And when you realize that you feel comfortable in being single, you're not afraid to call people out on treating you a certain way. When you embrace being single, you allow opportunity for you to be treated right the first time. When you embrace being single, you give space to your boundaries and you stand on them. You don't just place them there and say, well, if you want to, like a passive type of deal. It's no, these are my boundaries and you're going to respect them or you're not going to see me again. And that's okay. And if maybe that makes me a lonely cat lady forever, then that's what it does. I, of course, I'm going to always want to be in a relationship and be in love and things like that. But I don't want to be in something that I'm not ready for because that's pointless. And I think it speaks to my efforts to want to make things a good experience and also to what I've experienced in my own life. Yeah. And I don't regret that because it could have been a lot harder. And I'm glad that I was able to put myself in a position where I'm able to have this growth and experience it because I wasn't given this life to live it for somebody else. I was given this life to live it for me. And I know that maybe that wouldn't have been possible with the type of support that I have if I didn't have it. But knowing that I do, those additions are not as crucial for me. They're important, but so is my foundation. They're my foundation. Those relationships are my foundation and who I am. There's support that if I have that, I can go without a relationship for a while, even though there's something I want. The things that you want, you put more effort into doing. And I can't wait to put that effort in one day, but for now, I'm good. I'm good. So <clears throat> that's why I embrace singleness. So, and also this is just my experience, you know, I'm not speaking for it to like, you know, someone to feel guilty about how they operate in their relationships. I've grown to learn this for myself, not just, you know, try to tell you how to live your life or someone told me how to live my life and this is now what I'm doing, but I experienced a lot. And so being able to say, okay, maybe I don't do that anymore has been a, a a really good shower of my growth. So I didn't have to be this way. I could have continued doing what I was doing, but I think that speaks to also my relationship with God and how how much that's gone forward and knowing that somebody won't give up on me has been a great understanding of my life. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Every time I say that... I like stop and I'm like, I think that's it. Like, I don't know. It's literally me talking. Anyways, so thanks for listening. I hope you were able to get something from this talk. Like I said, this is not to like call anybody out or this is about me and like my experience and how it might be relative to you all. If you don't find anything to relate to, that's fine. Then it's just me telling my story. But if it is, I hope you're able to take it for what it is and not feel guilty about anything you're doing or feel like someone's calling you on your your garbage or your crap. 
on your garbage. What? And <coughs> woo. Excuse me. But you know, just with the Valentine's Day spirit in the air, I just want to encourage people. That's all. So we will wrap up with internets of the week. I have. You might have noticed me looking to the left. It's because it's right here. Um. So my internets of the week: praying more and getting closer with God. I realized that I like to pray and I should do more of that and sometimes I get embarrassed to pray because I don't do right all the time and I almost get nervous because God is such a big force in my life and knowing that I fell out with my faith at some point it's sad to like know that I wasn't as close with him as I am now and I want to be able to be consistent with that especially talking about being equally yoked with someone who is intending to date to marry and be a Christian. I got to up my game a little bit, but I think I'm on the right track and that's what's important. And so I want to do more of that. Um, I want to spend more time in my apartment and watch more movies. I have watched like a couple movies that I have on my movie list um, that I have a big movie list. Most of them are scary movies, but I have kind of pulled back from watching scary movies. But yeah. And another one is hanging with my friends, hanging with my girls, hanging with my family. Um, the next couple of weeks with the fashion show, I've been able to spend time with my best friends and also being able to celebrate with Valentine's and everything. Also, I'm going to see my mom in a couple of weeks in Baltimore. So I'm very excited about that. So, yeah, that's all my ends. And then my outs are overexerting myself. I have been exhausted for the last week. I have not gone to sleep before two o'clock in the morning. I'm tired of that. So and it's because I'm doing a whole bunch for other people. So saying no sometimes is great. And I need to get back into that. And also bad attitudes, enough said. And then also not sleeping well, which pairs with the overexertion. I need to get back to going to sleep early. I think on the weekends can be an exception. But yeah. So yeah. Those are my ins and outs for the week. Um, I will post something on my Instagram. So I want to know your ins and outs because I always say I will and I never do. After I, I will do it after I post the video. But thank you all for tuning in to episode four. I hope you enjoyed it and listening to me babble and ramble. I love you all so much and I hope to see you all next week with episode five of Cozy with Leah, which will be featuring a special guest. So I hope you stay and listen to our little chat that we'll have next week. Kisses.